Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Genesee Valley Church's online podcast. GVC is a non-denominational church in Flint, Michigan, and our mission is simple. To love God, love people, and love life. I know that you will be blessed by the message and the words that God has for you today. Now, here's Pastor Tony. Team, you guys are awesome. Did you hear that keyboard? It took me back to the Doogie Hauser days. Do you remember Doogie Hauser? I don't know. Oh, you got to love good praise and worship, don't you? You got a good, faithful team. Well, are you excited about what 2018 holds for us? You know, just in, in searching my heart and saying, God, what, what does this year look like? And just some things that continue to just roll around in my heart was that this year of 2018 is going to be a year of power. And there's a lot of different things that we're going to talk about and look at concerning that. But I just believe that God wants to, uh, wants to show up in a way that we've not yet seen. How many of you know that God is a show-off? He's not a God of hide-and-seek. He likes to show off. He likes to show up. He just wants us to cooperate with him. And so I'm excited about what this year looks like, what it entails. And I'm just ready for the power of God just to move mightily in our lives, in our church, and in our community for that matter. I'm, I'm ready. How many of you know that there's times, as we just said, you know, you, you sow seed, you make, make a deposit, you uh, make investments. And there's times that there's coming harvest, there's fruit to the labors. And so a lot of us, all of us, as a church, have worked extremely hard, and I just believe that this is the year that we're going to see payday, we're going to see fruits to our labors, and God's going to be faithful. Amen. So look for it in your home. When I say church, you make up the church. So I'm looking forward to those stories where are like, wow, man, God's been good. Amen. Praise God. Well, I want to begin this morning by sharing a story with you, and it's just kind of, you know, as you purpose to minister to the church, you know, you just oftentimes are reflecting of your own heart and what God's kind of dealing with you and talking to you about. And uh, there's the story of a man named George. And George woke up one morning and he was getting ready for work. And as he's getting ready for work, he's thinking about his day because he's getting ready to go in to have a meeting. And this is a very important meeting because work has been a little bit rocky as his bosses have told him that they've lost, lost confidence in him. And so he's needing to be to work on time. But he gets out to the car, finds out that his car has a flat tire. Have you ever experienced that? Like, oh, dear God, now is not the time for a flat tire. And so he pops the trunk. And as he pops the trunks, he finds that the spare tire is flat as well. Well, to make matters worse, his wife has been telling him for the last year, get the spare fixed. You know you're going to have one of those times when you have need of the spare tire being there and you're not going to have it. And so because he didn't want to go in and deal with his wife and to make even things worse, he and his wife had really been struggling. She'd even been suggesting that she was going to leave him. And so rather than going in and dealing with the wife, he walks down to the neighbor's house thinking, well, maybe the neighbor can give me a ride, but the neighbor had already left. So he's got to go back into the house and hopefully the wife will let him use her car and so he gets in there and starts to tell the story and sure enough she says I told you so don't you remember I've been saying he's like yes yes he says but can I use your car and he says I've got that important meeting today and she says hey I've got the kids to take to school I've got things that I've got to do with work I can't miss work today so you're gonna have to just take the bus he says well I don't know when the last time that I've taken the bus she goes well you will now because today's the day you're gonna have to take a bus to work so he ended up having to go 
walk a mile to get to the bus station. Bus comes and picks him up. Mind you, he's already starting to run late for work, thinking, dear God, I've got an important meeting. They lost faith in me. This day could not get any worse. So he gets on the bus. As he walks up into the bus, the bus driver, she says, hi, sugar, how you doing? And it's this lady that just is beaming. Her eyes are glowing. Her smile is just from ear to ear. And he's like, great. Got a happy person. So he goes and he sits down and she says, well, I, I've not ever seen you before. What, what gives us the pleasure for you to be joining us on our route? And he says, well, a flat tire. That's why I happen to be here. And so she starts talking to him. She makes the introduction. She goes, well, my name's Joy. What's yours? He says, well, my name is George. And he's thinking to himself, well, she's happy and go lucky and everything's going wrong. And her, her name happens to be Joy. Wonderful. Happy day. So they start talking, and he starts complaining, and he starts telling her about all the things that are going on. And so she just starts talking to him a little bit with her happiness and bubbly attitude, and finally she gets to his stop, and he starts to get off, and she says, hey, George? He says, yeah. And Joy says, choose right. Choose right. So he goes to work, gets into the meeting. He's late. The meeting doesn't go real well. End up, you know, he finally gets back home. Kids are screaming, has to get the car into the, into the repair shop, finally gets it down there. He's waiting for the car to be repaired, and the technician comes out, and he says, well, we got your tire fixed, all pumped up, ready to go. He said, but, he said, one of the things that we found is that there is a recall on your car, and this is a very severe thing, and we looked at the thing in your car, and yours is about ready to break loose. He says, really? Well, it's under warranty. It's part of the recall. The bad news is, is that that's been an extremely hard part to get, and it's going to be two weeks before we can get your car fixed. And he says, two weeks? I can't be without a car for two weeks. He says, listen, you can't drive that car. He said, two weeks? You've got to be kidding me. Can my life get any worse? And the mechanic says, well, think of it this way. That flat tire could have very well saved your life. Choose right. It's all in how we look at things. It's all how we choose to review and examine and determine what our life is going to look like. Choose right. And I don't know if you're like me, but it's easy to get negative, isn't it? And the funny thing about being negative is that the Bible says that there are some established principles, biblical principles that says this, everything reproduces after its own kind. Whatever you sow, you reap. Whatever you focus on becomes your reality. Your words set the direction for your life. And so when you think about that concerning this life of choosing right, you can focus on what is negative or you can focus on what is positive. But how many of you know it's a whole lot easier to focus on what is negative and once you start focusing on the negative, it just seems to start snowballing, doesn't it? Come on, am I talking to the right church? Now, why did I share all that with you? Because just about two weeks ago, the Lord started talking to me and actually started making some corrections. Don't you just love it when God talks to you and makes some corrections? You know, I love it when God talks to me and, you know, says, this is what your wife needs to correct. I mean, I like those kind of conversations, but when God starts talking to me about me, it's like, God, let's talk about somebody else. 
But I still remember where I was as I'm driving. I, I was driving down Linden Road, and I took that little road. I don't know the name of it, but cuts between Linden to Die Road right there by the Flint Township Police Station behind Toys R Us. And you know what I'm talking about. And I'm driving through there, and this is what God said to me. He says, you've become like Jonah. I said, like Jonah? Uh, and, and I was like, I don't like that. But I knew exactly what God had was saying to me. Now, if you know anything about Jonah, the story of Jonah is this, that God said, I want you to go to Nineveh and I want you to minister to those people because I love them. And the Bible tells us that Jonah didn't want to go. He didn't like the people of Nineveh. He didn't like their attitudes. He didn't like the fact that they rejected God and rebelled against God. And the Bible says this. It says that Jonah knew God and knew how God was. What he knew of God is that if he was to go and share God's love with them, they would repent and God would forgive them. And Jonah's like, I don't want you to forgive them. I don't like them. They irritate me. I don't want to go there. And the Bible says that Jonah got in a boat and went the opposite direction. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. You know the story. The Bible says that when he got on the boat, you know, big storm jumped off, whale or a big fish ate him rather, and three days later spit him up on the beach by Nineveh. And finally he ministered to Nineveh. They repented. God forgave him, and he still had a bum attitude. And God said to me, you've become like Jonah. What do I mean by that? Well, just if you allow yourself to start thinking negatively and talking negatively, you just naturally start to have a negative attitude. You know what I mean? A negative attitude toward people. It's like, well, God, I've tried to tell them. You know, they keep on doing the same thing, so let them have what they're going to have. You know, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Now, hopefully you hear my heart right. Then don't say <laughs> Wow, we didn't know you like that, Pastor. But you know what I mean? It's just human nature. And I'm like, God. Or, or you start to see other people and God blessing them and, and God doing things. And you're thinking, God, I know their story. I know they're stupid. They act stupid. Yet you still bless them. And you get this attitude of just kind of being negative. Come on, do you know what I'm talking about? And so let me just say, and it's a a little bit humbling to say this is what God had to correct me on. And at the same time to say, forgive me. Forgive me for allowing myself to get negative at times. And, And it's interesting how that negativity can creep up on you and you don't even realize it. You know what I'm saying? And so I just want you to ask yourself a couple questions in regards to whether or not you're negative or not. You tend to be negative. And so I'm just going to throw some words out here. And and you use your hands. I'm not going to ask you what your score is. I've only got seven things I'm going to say to you. You you pick what hand is negative or positive, and then you kind of keep score, all right? So if I say this to you in regards to your spouse... When you see your space, now, now, your initial response. When you think of your spouse, do you think, or you're like, eee, you know? When you think of work, 
When you think of work, do you immediately go negative or do you go positive? When you think of your family, where do you lean towards? Negative or positive? When you think about this country, negative or positive? When you hear the name Donald Trump, do you go positive or do you go negative? When you hear Flint, the city of Flint, do you go positive or negative? When you think of or hear the name Genesee Valley Church, do you go positive or negative? Now, hopefully you were keeping score. And so as you've kept score, and hopefully we're being honest with what your knee-jerk response is, which way did you lean? Did you lean negative or did you lean positive? Now, here's the thing. You might have leaned to the negative side. But just because you lean to the negative side because that's your initial response doesn't necessarily mean that you're negative. For instance... If I was to ask you about your spouse, you might be like, oh, man, I tell you, every time I ask them to do something, they never do nothing. I've been harping on them about that for the last 25 years, and they just don't do it. I just, oh. And so you just have this response of negativity because you've allowed yourself to be trained to think negative, talk negative. But if I was to ask you, would you rather not be married? Well, no, I love them. Would you rather be married to somebody else or not be married? No. We've got a life together. We've got family. No, I love them. So your genuine nature of your heart is that you're positive, but you've allowed yourself to be trained to think and talk and look at things from a negative perspective. Come on, are you hearing what I'm saying? So what am I saying? Anytime you have the opportunity to choose right you're going to find that there's a boat that shows up. Are you going to get in the boat and let it drift you away from the thing that rubs you? Or are you going to choose right? We've got a purpose to choose to empower our lives by choosing right. And in choosing right, we allow the power of God to begin to work in our life. Now what is the power of God when we purpose to choose right? Listen to what it says here in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 7. It's speaking of love and it says, love believes all things, looking for the best in each one, hoping all things, remaining steadfast during difficult times. Choosing right To hope and believe the best is the very nature and the character of God. It's the very nature and character of love. So when we choose to say, this year, I'm going to choose right. You're saying, I'm choosing the power of love. Amen? And when you'll choose right, it will allow hope to rise in your heart. And hope always makes everything look better. You might have turned this corner into 2018 and think, oh, dear God, got a whole other year to go through now. Oh, man. But if you'll allow yourself to begin to have hope, it will cause you to see this year differently. I'll give you an example. It's hard to believe that Christmas was already two weeks ago. Can you believe that? Two weeks ago, tomorrow. Wow. But this year, Christmas fell on a Monday. 
Now, for those of you that have kids in school right now, how many of your kids wake up Monday morning just excited to go to school? Woo! Anybody? Wave your hand at me if that's your kids. You got one that, okay, one. Got, got the one kid that loves just to get away from his parents. He just, <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. See, here I went, I went negative. I'm sorry. <laughs> but our kids don't wake up normally on a Monday morning and saying, oh, I'm happy that it's Monday. But two Mondays ago, my kids woke up. Yes, it's Monday. I mean, they got up early. I think my one daughter got up at 530 waiting for the day. Why? Because she had hope. What was the hope? Today is Christmas. Yeah, but it's Monday. Yeah, but it's Christmas. But it's still Monday. Yeah, but it's Christmas. See, when you have hope, it makes things look better. Choosing rightly. Choosing to look at things positively. So I'm going to challenge you with some things here because you see, When it comes to making the right choice, as I said, every time you have the opportunity to choose, there is either going to be a boat that shows up that's going to present itself as the love boat, but it will take you to the sea of despair, and really all it is is self-love or selfishness to try to escape from the reality of being confronted with what needs to be confronted. Or the love bus is going to show up, And when you get on the love bus, you're going to have to choose to navigate and drive that bus. You see, the love boat that shows up, it'll drift you off and carry you away into la-la land to where you don't even have to deal with it. Just ignore it, and you'll just wallow in your self-pity, or you'll get on the bus that says, okay... I've got to drive this thing, and I've got a purpose to go where I need to go and choose right. So let me give you some rules. Let me give you 10 rules as to driving your bus, the love bus, in 2018. Come on, man, let's put that our hashtag, hashtag GVC love bus. <laughs> 10 rules. If you're writing these down, if you got pen and paper, it would be good for you to jot them down. Number one. You're the driver on the bus. You can't blame anybody else as to where you're at. You're in the driver's seat. Number two, desire, vision, and focus moves your bus in the the right direction. I'll say that again. Desire, vision, and focus moves your bus in the right decision, or the right direction. Let me break that down. Desire. Here's what desire is. It is that internal act which by influencing the will makes us proceed to action. Vision. It's the act of seeing external objects in actual sight. Faith here is turned into vision there. I'll say that again. Faith here turns vision there or turns into vision there. And then lastly, we said That we've got a purpose to focus. What is focus? Focus is a central point. A point of concentration. You've got to determine to choose right. And choose where you go this year. 
Number three, fuel your ride with positivity. You realize when you go up to the gas pump, you can get 80-some octane, low 90-some octane, and then you can get high 90-some octane. How many of you know that it costs more the higher the octane goes? So what are you going to purpose to fuel your ride with? It's going to cost you. But the more positivity that you'll invest and choose, you'll find that it directs and it fuels your life in this year. Number four, invite people on your bus. Share your vision for the road ahead. What does that mean? Don't do life by yourself. When it comes to you and your family, do life together. When it comes to your church, do life together. Share your vision. Share your life with somebody. How many of you know it's not fun being lonely? I mean, half the times you want to be lonely because you don't want to deal with other people. I get it. But what does that come back to? Well, you've just been riding on the love boat, which makes it all about you. Number five, don't waste energy on those that don't get on your bus. Come on, there are going to be individuals that just aren't willing to get positive. There are going to be those that just choose to stay negative and not getting happy this year. And so you're going to have to make that choice. Don't waste your time on those that don't get on your bus. Number six, put a sign somewhere visible that says, no suckers allowed on my bus. What suckers? Those people that suck the life out of you. Come on. You know who they are. Sometimes it makes you feel good getting around them because once you get around them, you can start grumbling and complaining with them. (laughs) Misery likes company. But the moment you choose to get positive, they will suck the life out of you if you don't get away from them. Number seven, enthusiasm attracts more passengers and it energizes them during the ride. Get excited about this year. If you're not excited, it's because you're looking at the negative. You don't have hope. Let hope arise in your heart so that it will give you an energized perspective of what this year can be. Get passionate. Get excited. Number eight, love your passengers. Love the people in your life. Nobody said that loving them is going to be easy. Loving is not a noun. Loving is a verb. It's something that you have to do. Number nine, drive with purpose. Drive with purpose. What are you going to do this year? Are you going to get into the first quarter of this year and think, Dear God, I have not done anything to even change the direction of my life. No, this is the first week. If you've just been kind of coasting and been relaxing this first week, that's good. But tomorrow's Monday. Let's say, all right, purpose, direction, vision, focus. This is what we're going to have happening this year. Number nine. Or excuse me, number ten. Have fun and enjoy the ride. I said, have fun and enjoy the ride. There's a place called Cedar Point that has these things called roller coasters. And they are up and down, slap you around. And and if you're like me now that I'm older, the last time I went on a roller coaster, I just acted real cool and said I did it on purpose. But my wife and I, we rode on one, and it actually made me scream. (laughs) It seriously did. I'm like, where did that come from? 
<laughs> life is up and down. Life is all around. And the thing about that roller coaster that made me scream, I put myself in the seat. I paid money to get there. So you might as well enjoy the journey, the ups and the downs, the, the good times and the bad. It's just life. But God says, choose right. And when you choose right, it's love or the power of love that is working in your life. Now you might say, well, I'm looking at my life and what's come of it to this point. I realize that we can try to give you a pep talk that still don't change the reality of the past. And you might say, it's hard to have hope. Sometimes we ask the question, well, why doesn't God just fix it? Why, isn't, why doesn't he just stop it? Why doesn't he just alter it? Why do I have to choose? Why do I have to choose right? Why doesn't God just intervene? When you think about the course of love, I should say the course or the expression of choosing rightly. Thinking the best, believing the best, as I said, is an expression of love. The reason that it is an expression of love when you choose rightly is because you make the choice to value or place a value on someone or something. Does that make sense? To choose right is to choose love. And in order to choose love means that you have to place value on a person, on a place, on a thing, and say, that's why I choose to love them because I place a value on them. Now, you can never have love without the component of free will. Love is the supreme ethic that gives an individual freedom. God desires that each and every one of us will love God with all of our heart. God's desire is that every single one of us would love our neighbors as ourselves. But how many of you know that God's not going to force you to love Him? It's based upon the value that you place on Him. And therefore, out of your free will, you make a choice. To love God. So I want you just to really look at some things here. Because there's all these questions that we have as we take inventory. Because we say, well, if God really loved me, then why did he let me grow up in the home that I grew up in? If God is love, why didn't he stop those abusers from molesting me when I was a child. If God really is love, how come He didn't stop that individual that shot my loved one in the convenience store? If God was really love, how come He didn't just shut the car off of that drunk driver that ended up killing my brother or my sister? If God's really love, why didn't He step in and intervene? Because the truest expression of love is free will to make a choice. If we wanted to take it 
further, we could say it this way. If God really loved us, then why did he allow me to stub my toe when I got up in the middle of the night? If God's really love, then how come when I had that hot cup of coffee and I spilt it and it scolded my hand, how come he didn't turn that coffee into ice and saving me from being burned? Because in the supreme nature of God, love gives an individual an opportunity for free will to choose. And I know it's real easy for us to say, why doesn't God just intervene? Why doesn't God stop those things? But that contradicts the question in and of itself because if that was the kind of God that he was, then basically what he would be is being a person or a God that caused his people to be mechanical and be machines. And if he was going to make anything happen, he would make us love him. But in the supreme nature of love itself is free will to choose. And so my challenge for us this year in 2018 is to choose right. Choose love. Choose to make room for God in your life this year. Yes, there's going to be a lot of questions. Why, God? Some questions may never be answered until we see Him face to face. But if you want to have a different year than last, choose right. Get on the bus and take control. Amen? Let's stand. With every head bowed and every eye closed. I hope at some part of this message, you are you're able to identify yourself and where you're at. Whether you've allowed yourself to be negative or positive. But it's all a matter of choice. And so I want to be a person, a pastor, a father, a husband, a friend that chooses right. That becomes excited for life, excited for love, excited to live. And I so desire to want to do life together with you. And that this life would be the best life ever. That this year would be the best year ever. And if you're going to choose for this year to be the best year ever, then it's going to have to be a life that is a year that is going to be the best year spiritually. Where you purpose to choose God and to make room for Him. And if we'll do the journey together, we'll find that our relationship with each other, our relationship with God and just life in itself begins to have hope. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. I pray for every single person in this place, those that might might be listening online, that, God, they would have hope, that they would be able to see light at the end of the tunnel, that they would be able to see that their 
there is a reason to live. That there's a reason to do what you've called us to do. God, I thank you for hope. And I thank you that, Lord, you are helping us to see the positive through all the mix and the mess of negative. And that we would choose right. And in choosing right, we choose love. So we thank you for it. And we thank you that this year of 2018 is going to be a year of great power. In Jesus' name. And we all said, Amen. subscribe to this podcast and take a look at all of our social media sites which can be found at our website gvchurch.tv we know that today's message has been a blessing to you thanks for listening we are genesee valley church loving god loving people and loving life